Just before we begin today, I want to ask a quick favor. 78% of you who listen to this podcast don't subscribe. If you get a lot out of this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you subscribed. It helps the podcast grow more than you might know. And the more we grow, the more I'm able to bring on the guests you've been asking for. Thank you. Today is an exciting episode. We have combined the top five tips from the guests of 2023 into one jam-packed episode. Let's take a recap over the best tips, stories, and advice from guests Janine Shepherd, Brian Hartzer, Lael Stone, Alan Sparks, and Kemi Nekvapil. This episode includes the power of practicing forgiveness, how at the heart of leadership is about treating everyone equally and taking a genuine interest in people, the best way to support your child when they are sad while still instilling resilience and questions to ask yourself to know where you are in your power and where you are not, and then how to change this. I really hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's get started. Oh, it's so powerful. And you said the magic word responsibility. And um, I'll tell you, one of the most powerful uh, steps I took in my resilience journey was to um, practice forgiveness. So the man that ran me over um, was charged with negligent driving and he got an $80 fine. So I call this my black belt of forgiveness. And what I say, you know, that uh, is that we don't forgive to let the other person off the hook. We forgive to let ourselves off the hook. And you know, that was hard for me because he didn't come to hospital and visit me. He didn't say sorry, you know, and so there was a lot of guilt wrapped around that of what I was going through. And I mean, I was paralyzed in a spinal ward and he got an $80 fine. So, you know, I did, I wrote a forgiveness letter. I posted it, even though I didn't have his address or I did find out his name. Um, and I just really worked on that and the awareness of, if I'm going to hold on to this, I'm never going to be able to get my life back. So responsibility, I mean, forgiveness is a really empowering thing. And for anyone listening, I mean, if you really dig deep and you think, well, who do I need to forgive in life? Who are the people, the partners, the workers, the friends, and of course yourself. So it's really um, freeing. And I know that if, had I not forgiven this driver, I mean, I actually thank him now. I'm grateful to him. For, you know, for, for, you know, I mean, I'm a woman with a permanent disability and I've lived my life with all of the complications with, you know, having a spinal cord injury. And I thank him. Yeah, well, I guess it starts with genuinely appreciating that it's, it, it is deeply satisfying to help other people be successful on their own terms. And that was something I would say I discovered rather than chose. You know, I, as I, I said in my preamble, I didn't really think I was going to be that sort of person. I, my first management experience was in an ice cream store um, in college, and uh, it went very badly. And I concluded I was never going to be a good people manager. But I, I found myself in this um, situation later, and I just discovered that it was seeing the smile on other people's faces when they had achieved something and you'd help them do it just gave me a much deeper satisfaction than you know, getting paid a bonus or winning an award or whatever. That sort of stuff was nice at the moment, but then it faded. But the satisfaction of helping people, I found, really sticks with you over time. And um, so I think it's that um, the subtlety for me is about recognizing each person as an individual human being and trying to find a way to connect with them on their own terms that acknowledges and honors who they are 
where they're at, what's important to them. Um, and so little things like handwritten cards, which um, are, a, I guess, a bit of an anachronism, um, I found people really appreciated and because it made you stop. And, and the handwritten bit means that you have to slow down and think. Um, and you you think about what is it particularly I can say to this person that's going to resonate with them. And it was also things like as CEO of a big company, it's figuring out how you project yourself and how you create symbolic acts that people know about. So I used to ring people on major uh, career milestones, they, 25 years of the company, 40 years for the company, 50 years for the company, call from the CEO, get them to tell you their story, listen to that. People really appreciated that sort of thing. Um, but at its heart, it's really about discovering a genuine interest in people and taking the time for people. And I learned from my father the importance of honoring everybody that you came across, whether they were the janitor or the, the CEO, and, and that they were all equal human beings um, and they all had a role to play. So say your child, right? Say Clara comes home from school and is feeling really sad about something that's happened. As, as a parent, what's the best way to comfort your child in that kind of situation while still instilling resilience? Mm. Well, the first thing, and this is one of the most challenging things of parenting, is to just listen. And it, this is something I talk a lot about to, um, to parents and, and in corporate spaces, that one of the things when I worked with teens, it was so important for them when I said to them, you know, if there's one thing you wish a parent would know or there's one thing you wish your parent would, would get better at, what is it? And 85% of them would say, I just want them to listen. But there were three things they really wanted in the listening. The first was I wanted my parent to listen without judging so that when our child is saying something, we're not getting into that whole judgy about their friend or what they're doing because, again, it's all about safety. And what the child's reading is, is it safe to bring you this big stuff are you going to freak out or are you able to hold it so the first thing is about listening without judging the second thing and this is this applies to every relationship we have is listen without fixing so most of us listen to fix we don't listen to hear and what is so vital is that when a child comes to us whether it's a four-year-old or a 10-year-old or a 17-year-old and they're saying oh you know I didn't get picked in the basketball team and that's not fair or they're saying you know my friends don't want to be friends with me our job is not to jump into the drama with them either and go oh that's not okay and how are we going to cope it's to take a deep breath and just say tell me more and then they talk and we don't say anything else. And then we say, and what else? And then we go, gosh, that sounds hard. And we nod a lot. And we have to bite our tongue to jump in and say things. And we just listen. And then at the end of their ranting or raving or complaining or whatever that looks like, you might offer something like, do you want a suggestion or did you want me to just listen? I get asked the question a lot, you know, how do you describe bravery? How do you describe courage? Uh, and for me, I think the most important element of courage or a benchmark for courage is a person's willingness to care. And perhaps if I can use the analogy, the more willing you are to care, then I think the more courageous you are. And, and that comes from my own personal experiences, my own thoughts, but also speaking to literally hundreds and hundreds of bravery recipients you get this extraordinary sense of you know, these people really care or they have really cared about what they did. 
they've cared so much to save the life or lives of others. Um, and I look at our first responders and people in organisations that they they need to have a, a sense of care, but that can also make them very vulnerable. But yeah, I, as a as a one liner, I say for me, courage is a willingness to care, which is to ask the question. What area of your life is working right now? And then what area of your life is not working right now? And I think the third question would be, where are you more in your power and where are you out of your power? And I think that most of us would find, regardless of our situation, whatever season of life we're in, the areas of life that are working are the areas where we feel a sense of ourself and an ownership of ourself and we're integrated. The areas of our life that are not working, we have probably in some way either given our power away or it has been taken from us. So they would be the three kind of trifecta of questions that I might ask a listener just to begin and then to jump all the way to the final principle, which is responsibility. I think my question would have to be, Are you waiting for permission from someone to do what it is that you want to do? And if so, whom? And why? This podcast and the information contained therein is made available for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide medical advice. This information should not be used as a substitute for competent medical advice from a licensed specialist, doctor or psychologist. Thank you.